Hello, and thank you for listening to the Green Room Podcast. I'm Denver Green, and this is my podcast where I talk to my friends about things they're passionate about. Check me out at facebook.com slash greenroompodcast. That's green with an E at the end. Or you can email me at greenroom at gmail.com. Today we have something truly special in store for you. Joining us is the incredibly talented Macy, a visionary muralist whose passion for transforming the ordinary into the extraordinary has led her to adorn the sides of buildings with breathtaking, larger-than-life artworks. Get ready to be swept away into the world of vibrant colors, intricate designs, and monumental creativity as Macy takes us on a journey through her exhilarating experiences painting massive murals. From the challenges she's conquered to the stories that have shaped her artistic vision, this episode promises to offer an immersive exploration of the boundless possibilities that arise when art meets architecture. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired as we delve into the fascinating world of mural painting with Macy. Hello, Macy, and welcome to the Green Room Podcast. Hey, Denver. Happy to be here. Awesome. I'm so excited. So how do we know each other? So my first memory of you would probably be when I was about 13. I'm 32 now. My first memory of you would probably be, and I probably met you before this, but this just like sticks out in my mind because... Mm -hmm my mom and my family, they're like super Christian or whatever. And like, you're at my house and you're trying to explain to me and my mom about the spaghetti monster. <laughs> and <laughs> we're like in the same grade age or maybe I was um, one of, so, over you. Yeah, I'm 32. I'm about to be 33. Um, I guess I'm 35 now. Yeah, I think you were a little old. Yeah, you're a little older than me, but um. Yeah, we were hanging so when out. When I was in like our, 15 or 16 or whatever, probably, I was telling people we about the flying spaghetti monster. Phase, you know? <laughs> you were. Yeah, I was for sure. I don't know. I I, I did a little bit. I was softcore emo. Softcore. <laughs> I didn't fully embrace it like some people, which it's just because I'm a coward. Yeah. <laughs> just got to commit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember that, but. That's I do. <laughs> interesting. But I Punk I can't say like how I specifically know you. It's just like yeah, I don't, I just I don't even, know. I think like like our circles were like the not the same, same, but like they um okay. I had a lot of circles. So But yeah, same. Like I I had a lot of circles, you had a lot of circles, and like sometimes our circles kind of like a made a polygraph. <laughs> No, no, no. What's yeah. the graph I'm thinking of? The Venn circle? diagram. Yeah, Venn diagram. Thank you. There was some overlap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, cool. So what are we going to be talking about today? So we're just going to dive into my artistic journey. I am a uh, muralist full-time now, full-time artist, super blessed to have fallen into the mural game. That's pretty and cool. We're just going to talk about how I got here. Yeah, I see your pictures online whenever, like your final products. And I always thought that was so cool. Okay, so how did you get into muralizing? So I actually like didn't get into muraling right away. Like I um started 
drawing in high school and then I moved to Florida in 2010 and I like started working at this little beach restaurant that sold local art, right? Mm -hmm. So after a couple of years working there, I started painting myself and kind of fell into painting. And not soon after that, I gained like the confidence to maybe post some of my paintings at the restaurant, see what would happen. That was about 2013. And then after about a year, I started to like create a fan base of like people that would come on vacation. They would like want to buy one of my pieces when they would visit. So you, were, you were hanging art up in the restaurant? Yep, the restaurant and I like, was working at. Put the little tag for sale type thing yep, on there. All that jazz. And at first, like my tag was like giant because I just kind of wrote all my information like regular size. So it's like my tag was like half of a piece of paper big. Yeah. But now they're like maybe an inch and a half by an inch and a half. We, but we anyway. need to see the art. You can't cover up the art. That's yeah, true. exactly. But it worked because that it's still sold. But anyway, so eventually I had like a couple different families that I had met through the restaurant, like asked me to do like multiple commissions for their houses oh. and stuff like that. So after a few years of like selling my paintings there, um, this couple had come in and bought like two big pieces. Like I was floored. I never sold like that high of an amount, like, cause I just started. So I'm like, oh my God, like five two $500 pieces. Like that's amazing. You know, and just yeah. blew my mind. Um, and then they, so asked they were paying $500 for something for, right. For anything that like, I love to do. And like, someone's going to pay me to do this. Like, I just, <laughs> I still can't believe it. Um, is it like, um, the commissions, is it like they tell you specifically what they want? Like they're looking for some in particular yeah, or, is it just usually, like, or they've seen precise? something I've done and they're like, can you do that again? Or like, uh, things like, or just whatever they like, uh, I have a commission right now of these pelicans. She specifically wants three pelicans, mm -hmm. like soaring over some soft waves of the ocean. Um, very specific, yeah. but, uh, we got this. Um, so anyway, um, this couple had come in and bought like some big pieces of mine and, um, they invited me to their house and they asked me to do a wall on the back of their house, like outside. And I was like, the whole wall. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Like I get to paint the side of your house. That's so cool. <laughs> so that was in 2017. And like, after I completed that, the cafe that I was working at asked me to paint mm -hmm. their bathrooms, like both, like the whole way around, like the whole four walls. The whole in there. thing. Yeah. So the whole thing. So, um, but then after that, I didn't think much of muraling at all because I was so focused on my day job, trying to make a living and survive that I never thought I could make a living that way. So I didn't think much of muraling, like a bunch of people asked me to do them. And I was just like, I guess, but I never really thought about it, you know? Um, so I just continued to sell my art at the cafe with a couple side commissions at the time. And then finally, in 2020, when the coronavirus hit, I was like forced to quit my job for a while at the cafe, but mm -hmm. my art continued to sell through that scary time. 
and I realized that I could actually make a living this way You're because like, oh, well. I was like, wow, like my art's taking over now. So uh, during quarantine, I got like so bored that I decided to paint a floor mural in our sunroom of like a koi fish pond garden, which by the way, floor murals are like the hardest murals you could ever do because you're on your hands and knees like, but I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do it for fun, you know? And uh, yeah, so after the koi fish pond garden, uh, we had got married and at the beginning of 2021, I decided to gift our household with a mural in our guest bedroom. So I did like these glow in the dark jellyfish, like on um, an eight by 12 foot wall. Oh yeah. I think that's the first ones I saw. Yeah. And so still not, and I'm still not having a muraling in mind, right? It's even still, I'm just having fun at this point. But then at the end mm -hmm. of 2021, a friend asked if I could paint a wall at his house. And of course I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. So I was starting to get more comfortable with large scale painting and almost preferring it over canvas work. So, okay, yeah. cause, um, when I'm muraling large scale, I'm using giant brushes. And when I'm painting on canvases, I'm using like freaking toothpicks. If mm, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Comparatively. Right. Well, Different. so. I dipped my toes into the muraling world. And then in January, 2022, I met my mentor, Rodman Leisure, and he taught me how to That's airbrush and graffiti. So as soon as I put a spray paint can in my hand, I felt like I found my true, true calling. And I like oh, immediately yeah. set up a practice area in our backyard with like this four foot by eight foot piece of plywood, just like nailed to our fence to just like dump on to just, yeah. so I would just practice almost every day, just beating it up. Um, and then I finally got asked, well, not finally, this was like two months after I got started. Like from the time I picked up a spray paint can, I got my first graffiti mural commission within like two months. Oh, cool. And I was almost going to say no, because I'm not, I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready. But then I thought to myself, well, when am I going to be ready? And I was like, let's just yeah. do it. So we did it. Let's and um, yeah, I was like, let's go. So um, that was in March, 2022. And then after that, it wasn't like, I mean, right after one and like one and another, like I would end one and then I'd be on another one. So just like a steady stream of graffiti wall murals yeah so then what? uh me and gary decided to dedicate like a whole fence line to my practice area so now we have like 80 feet of some like really cool graffiti pieces just in our backyard just chilling oh nice 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 <laughs> they're like on plywood or on the fence it's on the fence it's like the fence <laughs> so <laughs> one day people are going to disassemble that fence and it's going to be like this was an original macy yes. And it's they're worth gonna ask to put that in their house or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, at the end of 2022, I decided to join the Pensacola Muralist Group, which is a nice little community here in Pensacola of like probably 10 solid, like muraling full time successful artists. 
There are ten people in Pensacola who do there's murals. There's probably more. Time. There's more. There's more than ten muralists, obviously, in Pensacola. But like, I'm talking like super, just doing the thing, busy all the time, like, like always doing murals, wow. big time. That seems like so, so much for that size town, but I mean, I don't know how public well, art works. Pensacola is like it's a small town, but it's still like at that. I mean, it's a big town, but it's got that small town feel still. But I mean, yeah. there's so much talent here. Like it's it's incredible. I definitely found a good place to be after Thibodeau, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I met yeah. so many artists around town and I've just been learning like tidbits from each and every one of them. Like I'll go hang out with them while they're painting and I'm like, oh, you just you do this this way. I'm like, that's so much easier than how I was doing it and yeah. so on and so forth. And I've just learned so much from all these people. And it's just really nice to have a community of people who are just they're on similar journeys as me. And it's exciting to watch everyone grow and evolve and just like root for each other. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you de definitely can accomplish more when you work together other. and learn from other yeah. people yeah yeah and like if anyone like needs supplies like if someone needs like a tent or like a table or like a scaffold we all kind of like you know help each other out in that way but yeah so this last summer at the cafe that i used to work at um they had expanded for renovations they like took over the building next door because they were like this super small little you know, beach restaurant. So now they've expanded and they actually invited me to do their murals for their renovations. Mm -hmm. So I had did four walls there, one being a mermaid eating brunch on the sea floor. <laughs> and <laughs> it actually is super cute. They love it. Uh, and then I did like this 12 foot local icon wall of just like all the Pensacola favorites like the blue angels the pensacola beach sign the graffiti bridge things yeah. like that and um so wait you did a graffiti bridge on your wall so it was I like because it is a it is a touching. local landmark yeah it is a local landmark here like uh but so i had to get like other people to come like quote unquote paint on the graffiti bridge in my painting because I didn't want to have like the same hands on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that checks out. So I got like other people to come and like <laughs> do little doodles and whatnots. It That's worked. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, and the other two walls were like these nice jungle walls with like neon lights in the middle. I really enjoyed those. Um but I wasn't doing graffiti on this i was hand painting this so i wasn't graffitiing for a few uh, months and i felt like i was just deprived right you <laughs> found this new love and then you had to go back and then i had to like put to it down for a minute yeah and so once the weather finally became cool enough i've just been doing graffiti almost like every day trying to get my practice back up yeah well so my most recent job was all graffiti on the side of like a 40 foot building 16 feet high and Whoa. like i mean it was just amazing how fast the paint went with spray paint versus hand painting like so i was able a lot to faster like, with the spray paint oh yeah i was able to get, I the, side we'll get of the, the that 
Yeah. So I was able to get the side of the building done within like seven days with spray paint. Whereas at the cafe, I was painting for about a month straight by hand. And like those walls were wow. tiny. If I had it my way, I would choose graffiti every time. <laughs> and I, they probably pay you based on the size, not how long it yes, takes, right? Yeah, the square footage, yeah. So I've learned that, like, if I'm hand painting, I'm definitely charging a lot more and because yeah. I'm, I'm there so much longer than if I were to spray paint. So, but yeah, my next, my next project is a live painting event downtown, which I've never done Ooh. an event like this so i'm super pumped i'm gonna be gotta get a video oh yeah so my friend kayla she's gonna be in town to like do my media coverage <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna be spray painting for like three days just like networking and meeting other artists and stuff like that so but yeah that is my journey up until this point that's really cool here's the hypothetical on my driveway it's it's right next to a townhome Mm -hmm. And it's a two-story tall, um, I don't know how wide, how long it is, but it's like very long. Mm -hmm. It's an entire townhome. Actually, I have two of them next to my driveway. So if I was getting you to just go to town on that wall, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, I mean, it would, if I said it was a, obviously a commission, but let's say you could do whatever you want to it. Like, how does your process go? You're looking at a blank wall. What's going through your mind? So my first initial thought is always like, okay, how can I put something like just super big on it, still make it look really cool, but like less is more, if that makes sense. Cause like I used to like want to just like cram a bunch of stuff in like, you know, and it's hard to read from far. So right you want to you want it to like the building i just did like you want it to you, you can read that from a mile away you're like <laughs> blue angel beach ball i see it from a mile away yeah. you know what i mean so um but if anyone were to come to me and be like you have free artistic range like do whatever you want like my first initial thought every time is underwater like i want to be yeah i love i, I was gonna say i noticed a lot of your stuff seems like ocean yes. not nautical but like sea life based underwater like my most inspiring thoughts come when i'm snorkeling underwater i'm seeing all the sea creatures and i just want to take people there when they stare at my work nice yeah um now i'm wondering have you had chance to go like snorkeling a lot because i bet that would be so much inspiration oh yeah so pensacola has this pier right off the beach and i just love like snorkeling under the pier like you can see so many things down there it's yeah, incredible that's cool that's awesome and then um so what is better about spray paint than painting aside from that it's faster well i'm glad you asked <laughs> so with hand painting i mean you gotta save that energy to rinse all your shit you know close oh, up yeah. all your paint cans make sure everything's you know properly sealed and like just washing up cleaning up after yeah, all that it's a lot brushes, all that stuff 
So with my spray paint, all I got to do is take my little can and put it in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You're done. That's great. Let's see. Um, yeah. And gradient just... also are just, I mean, you could do a gradient in less than two minutes with a spray paint can. With regular paint, I mean, you're trying to work that for sometimes hours trying to get that blend just right, you know? Oh, yeah, because you're taking the paint and applying it directly to the surface. And so you got to like mix the paint and then apply some and mix the paint and apply some more, mm -hmm. like to get a gradient. But a spray can, you just, you I just assume, take a couple colors, you then get further away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To get a softer color. We, uh, so uh, when I'm blending and I'm kind of like just barely putting the color on with my spray paint, it's called dusting. Yeah. Where you're like super far away and you're just kind of like lightly spraying from far away and you're just getting like dust like color. Yeah, that checks out. That's cool. But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, my process when after I meet the client and we talk about what they would like and like what I'm thinking. Um, so the client will tell me what, what they're thinking and I'll kind of like draw something up initially, my first thoughts, and then they will come back at me with like, well, I like it, but what if we added this or that or whatever? So they'll get like mm. two rounds of revisions. And then after that, I have to like charge a little more for the sketch. But then yeah. after we come up with a design, you know, I get half of the commission and I get all my supplies. And then first thing I do is called a doodle grid. Are you familiar? Never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> so I will literally just draw a bunch of doodles on the wall, just like random whatevers. And I'll get my, I'll take a picture and then I'll throw it on my iPad and I'll layer my design on top of the doodles. And then I lower the opacity a little so I can see exactly where my uh, lines are supposed to go. So I have mm. like hundreds of reference points with the doodle grid. Right. So I'll get it all sketched out and then I'll go. You're doing that with a projector? No, all by hand and eyeballs. So you're like holding up your phone next yeah, to the I'm wall just like looking at my ipad and like seeing where my reference points are crossing the doodle grid oh i got it got it you there's an actual grid you put a grid on the wall um no uh, so not like a square grid it's like um it's just like a bunch of random marks like abc one two three hashtag at like spread love give thanks shit like that huh. um so then I'll take a picture of it and then I'll take it over to Adobe Fresco. And then I take my design and I put that on top, like a layer. And then I kind of yeah. like take the opacity down on my lay on my uh, design so I can see exactly where them doodles cross. Like my eyeball is in the hashtag kind of thing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, super, super accurate for for what I do for super large scale when you can't get that projector out in a parking lot type deal, or if you want to, you know, work during the day, you don't want to have to wait till the nighttime for that projector to come on. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That's really cool. I would have never, never thought of that. 
Yeah, I I never would have thought of it either. I, I just discovered it on Instagram because I follow all these big time muralists and yeah. I'll see these like doodles and I'm like, what are they doing? Right. At first I'm like, I'm like, are they just like practicing before they like do it? I'm like, what are they doing? So finally I found a video on YouTube and it's like, I'll probably, I'll send it to you later. It's like, this guy just explains it. And I'm like, duh, makes so much sense now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I was a little um, thinking that I was dumb as soon as you said that you were drawing sketches, mm -hmm. which like, of course you would do that before you make a giant version. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You got to like map that shit up because uh, and you, you really got to like, an artist. yeah, you got to like stand back a lot too. You know, you'll like work on something and you're like so close to it. You can't see it. Right. Until you yeah. back up and you're like, okay, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, I like that. Um, I wanted to ask, what was like the hardest part of the painting process? Uh, just staying energized, I suppose. Like when you're on those long marathon jobs, like you really want to avoid the burnout. Like how long do they take? Well, this last one, I mean, okay, so native, the one that I hand painted, I spent hundreds of hours in there. Right. That took months, you said. <laughs> hundreds month. of hours. But then this one I just finished spray painting, that one was only like 40 hours. Oh, nice. It's like bad. a solid week of work, except. Yeah, just a solid, solid week of work. Um, but I think the worst part about it is sometimes you know the sun will just beat me down oh yeah but um just gotta stay shaded and hydrated and keep the tunes going and the work and flowing um, make sure you wear your sunscreen yeah i gotta wear the sunscreen uh, <laughs> i thought yeah, the worst part would be the the finger pain of holding no actually my can so here's an interesting tidbit um <laughs> These cans that I use are artist grade. They are low pressure cans. Oh, so it's not the you... crap you would get at like Walmart. Right. So that Krylon stuff you get at Walmart, that is high pressure cans, less control, more finger cramps. Hmm. So, uh, but the most, like I could probably go like seven hours um, before like my hand, my wrist just like stops. But I think that's mostly because I had broke my wrist um, like eight years ago, oh, no. skateboarding. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but maybe. <laughs> Emo life is coming back to get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't skateboard anymore. <laughs> Too much to lose nowadays. Right. You need those I need hands. to get this arm insured. It's like um, my wife's someone in my wife's family of friends is like a surgeon and like you have to protect your hands so much that is your life oh yeah a big like deal you can't, you can't wonk it up like uh so me and my husband are like super into playing golf um oh. we love playing golf uh there's a golf course like right right across the highway from us and uh if mm. i've got like a huge job coming up like i will not play golf because if i wonk my wrist a certain way mm. like when you miss hit the ball sometimes it's like a tuning fork through your arm 
Oh no. Yeah. So I'll just like avoid golf around the times I'm like, you know, doing them big gigs. Right. That checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you're going to buy supplies, do they ever like card you or something? I know like they try and do that to stop kids from graffitiing places. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I buy from uh, this website called Dick Blick Art Supplies. Okay. So I'm all online. Uh, never had a problem buying any paint, but uh, sometimes like I'll have a design ready and I'll go to, and I have a certain color that I know is going to work and I go to buy it. And sometimes it's out of stock. Oh no. Sometimes that will be a little dilemma. Yeah. But you just kind of like find a shade that's like, hopefully close enough. That's why it's called like a concept. Like when you come to the client with your concept, it is a concept. <laughs> it is not the actual art that is going to be happening sometimes. Right. Sometimes shit happens. Yeah. So like my last one, uh, I felt like it was super just like, uh, like not very blended at all. Like I just kind of like sent him over like my idea, what I thought would be amazing. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cause usually people are like, they want it to look absolutely perfect. Just like the mural kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But this guy, he was a tattoo shop owner. So he, you know, deals with artists all day long and he knows like the concept. So when my mural comes out 10 times better than the concept drawing, the client is always very happy. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Again. So I've read discussions about uh, street art or graffiti and like how it's moved from, you know, vandalism to like actually being seen as art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you've come in at the end of that, the better half of that, right? Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> I know a couple artists that they started on Krylon paint. Yeah. And my mentor, my mentor starting started me on the creme de creme of spray paint, <laughs> uh, Montana gold. It's like butter. You're spoiled. Yes, very spoiled. So now when I hit pick up a Krylon can, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Why does this hurt my finger so much? Yeah, get this out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, sometimes I'll feel like I have to explain to people when I say I'm a graffiti artist, like not I'm not a graffiti artist in the sense where I make those crazy letters. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've never even done one of those ever not but, even in your backyard on the fence uh i did do my last name when i first started but it was crap <laughs> it wasn't even like that hardcore graffiti style either it was just like block it seems hard i don't, <laughs> I don't the, even the letters seems hard much less like all the crazy stuff that they draw That's yeah well cool. i will say lettering is like the hardest part of a muralist job because you know an a has to be an a but like when you're painting an image, you have a little bit more artistic freedom. Right. Yeah. And the taggers, they have to do it, you know, pretty close to the same. Yeah. 500 times or however many times they're doing it. I don't know. Yeah. In what ways do you believe murals can impact communities? Oh, in the best way. 
well, you know, I actually donated a mural to Magdalene's down the highway. Um, they were just in this, like, whatever building that just looked like a little house or whatever. And, like, you would pass that up on the highway, like, never yeah. notice it. And then you put the mural on it, and now people are like, oh, my God, what is this place? <laughs> exactly. And, like... Um, so a little backstory about Magdalene's. Um, so Magdalene's is a gift shop and all of their proceeds go to helping in human sex trafficking. Mm, yeah. Well, before this building was Magdalene's, it was actually a massage parlor that got busted for human sex trafficking. Yeah. So this building everyone in town knows what happened in this building so they're kind of, it has this like huge scar on it right right so when, magdalene's, so when magdalene's took it over you know they're trying to help in human sex trafficking one gift at a time and when they came to me for a mural i said absolutely and i'm donating it because right. I wanted that scar to be ripped off of that building and not to be known as the sex trafficking house, but to be known as the butterfly house. Oh, yeah. You're definitely gonna have to share some pictures. Yeah. Donating murals is just like another way to get the art out and also get these businesses noticed on the side of the highway. That'll yeah, just, just help everybody, you know? And that's pretty much what I just did at the tattoo shop too. Well, I got paid for that one, but it's on the side of the road. And like, I mean, I've always, I've always, I knew about this place because I used to go there and get tattoos and stuff like that. But yeah, like any Joe Schmo riding down the highway, you would never even notice this building. And now they but can now be like, it's got the this place giant, with the butterflies. Yeah. Well, now it's got this giant blue angel on it. And now it's definitely getting noticed around town yeah that's awesome yeah it's great so i um I, I love you know driving around houston i they have so many giant wall murals some of them are six stories tall or something crazy yeah see that's like my goal that's like where i'm working towards <laughs> going like i want to be swinging from a rope like doing giant sides of buildings one day yeah <laughs> i think well <laughs> this is just the beginning for me yeah, awesome. Like I'm only 32. Like by the time I'm like 60, I want to be doing like giant buildings. And why build scaffolding to cover the whole thing when you can just put a couple ropes and then you'll just swing around? Yeah, totally. It'll People do it. Fun. It's a thing. <laughs> Make sure you get insurance, not yes. just for your hands, so was, but yeah, for, for everything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm also I will say I'm also very afraid of heights. Like <laughs> Oh, no. Super afraid of heights, and I'm slowly as my scaffolds get bigger. I'm slowly getting over it. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. We're gonna get you the most solid scaffolding ever. Yes. <laughs> or a really. I nice didn't even lift. think of that. Yeah, when they put the wall in at my neighbor's house, they needed to get scaffolding. I didn't even think about how you would need that to paint yeah. there. It just so my my biggest scaffold I have right now is like a double decker. So it'll re it'll have like a 18 foot reach. Oh, yeah. That's plenty. 
Oh yeah. Well, you would think so, right? Until you get up there and you're like, wow, I still need to reach like five more feet. <laughs> Man, this one place I live next to, what was it called? It was some art center and it had a giant wall. And like right after you came off the highway, you would see the giant wall and they would redo it every three or five months or something. Oh yeah. Like a, ever change, like a seasonal mural. Yeah. And that was always cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that place. Except yeah, now, the last time I went, it was just like white and gray. And like, I don't think it was art. I think it was like in between or something. Maybe they were prepping it. But I don't know. It felt like it's been that way for a while. Uh, maybe, maybe it is art, art and I it's just over my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get that kind of art either. And I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't get that abstract, whatever the hell's. There's so many different kinds of art. Not, I mean, no one is expected to do them all. It's true. It's true. How do you feel about stencils, i.e. Banksy? Oh, actually, I make a lot of homemade stencils myself. Yeah. So, uh, like, when I did the mailboxes, I made... Um, like a so, sea turtle stencil or something? Well, they wanted... Um, he literally said aquatic bubbly numbers for the address numbers. Oh, yeah. So I got on my Adobe Fresco and I like printed out my little numbers and I, you know, cut out my little stencil and threw it up there. And um, just recently um, on this last mural, I cut out like I needed the tiniest little like far, far away ocean waves, right? Mm, yeah, so yeah, like I, took a whole, I took a hole puncher to some poster board and made like little sparkles in the water by like just punching some holes, making mm. a little baby line. And then I would put it on top and just kind of just go a little spray. Yeah. And next thing you know, we got far away ocean waves. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, I always. Oh, that reminds me like whenever I go to New Orleans and you see like the people on the street, the street artists doing their little spray paints. Mm -hmm. and they have like all the different size lids and they use fire. Oh yeah, with the, and... with the, the planets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done one of those actually. Guys, it's like so creative. It's just, I don't know where they like think of how to even do these things. That's the, that's the They point. probably found a YouTube video or something. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I love it though. It's so fun. Yeah, super fun. So are you hoping one day that uh, people are going to like take a section of wall off that you painted and it's like, this is my original Macy, like they do with Banksy's stuff? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I've actually got like paintings from like 10 years ago, like my signature has evolved over the years. So yeah, my yeah. first my first signature that you'll ever find if you find it because i mean <laughs> uh it's it's just literally just ml mm -hmm. just ml and then uh after a couple years so what happened was i go to my dentist and i show her what i what jellyfish i just painted and she's like she's like oh my god i totally want one and i'm like all right cool <laughs> and she's like but you got to work on that signature and i was like oh. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I went from ML to like M loop 
all nice and cursive looking. So I was in blue for, yeah, for a really long time. And then, uh, got married and decided to switch my signature for the last time to ML Wargo. Mm -hmm. So if, if you come across any of them ML pieces in the future, (laughs) those would probably be worth mills. Right. There's going to be so few of those. Yeah. Very few, very few. (laughs) Back in the day. Yeah. That's, that's funny everything um i wanted to say all right so if there are any aspiring artists mural or otherwise what advice would you give them i would say stay focused stay hungry and just practice your little heart out and hone in on your craft and always strive for better so we're definitely going to take i'm going to make sure to link to your instagram right Mm-hmm. in the in the show notes and so anybody who's listening should definitely go check out all the art there yeah check um, it out all right cool so what is your instagram handle it's at macy ness one two three macy m-a-c-y-n-e-s-s one two three yep yeah and there'll be a link to that but you know some people can't be bothered to go into the show notes so there it's you go. true <laughs> is there anything else you want to plug um well you can find me on facebook um if you just look up macy lynn wargo you'll find my artist page oh i don't even have that i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna add you all right well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us about murals i i learned a lot and uh just thank you for being here Yo, thanks for having me.